0: Hi there and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much. Again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. I just sense that God spoke to me last night and that his clear intention and purpose for every day, but specifically for this morning, I felt that he was going to say, I felt that he was saying that as people were very used to being taught. but I felt that he said it's time for people to be caught. And it's not that, yes, we are caught up in his presence, but it's time for us to catch what the spirit is doing in the community and in the earth. See, it's one thing to walk away with five steps to success, but it is so much better to walk away having experienced the presence of God. We are going to open the Word this morning. But in opening the word, my prayer for you is that you experience the word, and that is Jesus. Because this is about him. It's not about me. It's not about the music. I'm sure glad you're here. But what makes my day is that you've experienced him. So right now, you might be experiencing just that great sense of peace. You know, the Bible says that the word is just not mere words, but it is of power. And this doesn't mean to sound critical, but a a lot of us experience words. But I believe God is calling for us to experience his power. We can get fat on words. But to experience his presence. And that looks like different things for different people. Because the beauty is God meets you where you're at. And when he meets you, he calls you up into a place where he's at. So just, just in this moment, no matter where you are at right now, just as an act of faith, I just ask you to close your eyes. Just open your hands right now. It's just like this act of, I'm here. Jesus, you're meeting me where, you're meeting me where I'm at. Now, Jesus, I want to be where you're taking me. This is for you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would just sweep through this room in Jesus' name. Sweep through every heart. Sweep through every mind. Lord, that every area of sickness, every area of oppression right now, just be loosed in the name of Jesus. The enemy has taken ground, Lord. We take it back 100 fold, Lord. 100 times what was taken. Lord, we take it back in the name of Jesus. Lord, lead us into this place right now. Lead us into this place. This experience might be new to you. And, you know, sometimes, you know, as kids, we might ask parents, why do we close our eyes when we pray? Or why do we open our hands when we pray? Often just closing our eyes, we just, it's like we're, we're just reducing distractions so we can focus on Him. We open our hands as an act of faith We say, Papa, Dad, we're going to receive from you, Heavenly Father. For we are your people. This is your church. We are your bride. What you are saying, Holy Spirit. people here battling that they. They feel they need some some elite theological knowledge. The prophet Joel said that, that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all. All. And it means all. So some people here might feel as though they're unqualified for the presence of God. Let me tell you, we were, but Jesus made us qualified. So Jesus, right now, we just thank you and we honour you and we give glory to you, Jesus, for what you have done. And right now, we just step into that truth that you have set us apart, that you have positioned us in your house, in your kingdom, in your family. We would experience everything that you have for us. Jesus let nothing pass us by. For Jesus we seek your face. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 says, Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we just offer up this moment, this this encounter. We offer up to you as a sacrifice. Just breathe in his presence right now. Just breathe in his presence. Jesus, you said that your word is health and life to all flesh. But Lord, right now, would you build us up as a spiritual house? Fit us together, Lord. fit us together as a strong house when the winds blow, that we won't be moved, Lord. When the ground shakes, we won't crumble. Because, Lord, you have built us up. And so, Lord, today as we open the word, help us, mould us and shape us into that spiritual house, Jesus. Jesus. as our cornerstone, as our foundation stone. Jesus, let us be built on you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Who's here been experiencing uh, headaches to the point of migraines? Anyone? I just sense we need to just pray into that just right now. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, whoever that person might be, whether they're online, if that's you on, online, just uh, let us know, write it in the chat, say, yeah, we're just going to pray for you right now. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, I just speak health and life. Lord, I command the pain to go, the imbalances to come back into order. And Lord, I just thank you, Father, for that miraculous encounter right now in jesus name you know anybody been experiencing a sore jaw of some sort sore jaw lord we just pray for that person right now thank you father that you are releasing healing in the name of jesus i command all tension to go in jesus name and for lord that pain to disappear in the name of jesus lord you wouldn't call it out unless you're doing it and so lord we just thank you that that is received in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Often when the Spirit of God is moving, he wants to move in healing. So if, if there's something in your body right now, something in you know physically in your body right now that needs healing, just place your hand upon it. Um, look, you might need 10 hands. I don't know. But You know, whatever that might be, just in faith, just place your hand upon whatever body, part of your body that you need healing and health right now. And just, it says, the prayer of faith will make you well. So Lord, right now, we just thank you. We thank you for your healing power. And Lord, I ask the Holy Spirit just to break out upon our bodies, upon our lives right now in Jesus' name. Lord, position us correctly, Lord. And Lord, that we would receive complete health, life and healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen and Amen. Thank you, Father what a precious time hey eh? what a precious time and and his presence is still here still moving amen um, you know we get to these moments of where there's extended worship and you know i immediately start to think of all the hours that i've spent in preparation for the word that i meant to bring in about six seconds um but uh but, I would rather every single time lay all, lay all of that aside in order for you to experience the presence and experience the love of God, because uh, so many times it's you know God does more in in the twenty minutes of his presence than often the twenty hours of study, and it's not that there's anything wrong with that or anything like that but but I, I just feel that um, I have faith that what God is doing this morning is that you are going to catch something that he's going to do and you're just going to have to accept it without all the foundational teaching is that cool? That makes me nervous as a Bible lecturer as a college lecturer but there has to, there is going to be some foundation but I felt that the Lord speak to me um, and wanting to tell you uh, this, uh, this week. Look, this is going to sound brutal. I, I had a beautiful introduction to really softly and gently lead you into this, but, um, but it's not going to be gentle. Are you okay with that? Well, you can't say no because you know, you're, just, you're just too polite, and I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I felt the Lord is wanting to reposition us as a church and the church overall um, and uh, he's repositioning us and he's taking us out of being a victim you are not a victim say to yourself I am not a victim you are not a victim and you see it's quite interesting because it started to creep into um, you know the Western world and it started to creep into our psyche and uh, and again you um, we're going to uh, pray into, more pray into some of this as opposed to uh, teach into some of it. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, uh, you know I've, I've recently had a, a number of experiences where um, as a victim I have felt completely out of control and often uh, with, uh, with things and circumstances that are in our life, um, you know, things happen... You know, sucky things happen, right? And often in those moments, and often in those things, and in those times, you know, we can we can feel out of control or helpless, so to speak. There is a bit of a definition around um, around being a victim, and um, and uh, and this person here, of which I'll just highlight his name because he's he's an Australian that's come over. From um, Budapest. He was he was born in Budapest and, and was gro- grown up through you know um, uh, you, you know losing uh, uh, land and and it was really inbuilt. He experienced it as a child that it was inbuilt into him that that nation uh, uh, Budapest is hungry, right? Is that right, that, that Hungary lost lots of land after World War Two, and 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 it was very woe is us, poor is us. We've been victimized and everything, and it was built into the history of and the identity of who they were as a as a nation. Anyway, he uh, um, immigrated out here to Australia to you know get away and have a change and and uh, do some things and um, and. Uh, In that moment and in and in that time, he's actually started to see the same mentality, which is really the sinful nature that creeps into humankind. The same mentality start to creep into Australia. He is a leading theologian and uh, has done enormous amounts of study. So I just want to build the credibility. Trust me, this guy has some credibility. And uh, and he described and he describes. um, A victim mentality as being, if you're a victim mentally, you will see your entire life through a perspective that things constantly happen to you. Victimization is thus a combination of seeing most things in life as negative, beyond your control, and as something you should be given sympathy for, experiencing as you deserve better. Let me read that again. Victimization is thus a combination of seeing most things in life as negative, beyond your control, and as something you should be given sympathy for, experiencing as you deserve better. At its heart, a victim mentality is actually a way to avoid taking responsibility for yourself or your own life. By believing you have no power, then you don't have to take action, in other words, any bad thing in your life is the fault of other people. They're the ones that are bad, wrong, or dumb, and you must be good, right, and brilliant. Other people do, other people do bad or stupid things, and you suffer as a result of their own stupidity. <laughs> Anybody driven on some Australian roads recently? <laughs> anyway, don't get me started, stop. And so um, there's, there's actually a bit of a definition uh, that, uh, that I searched up, and um, the definition is a person who has come to feel helpless and passive in the face of misfortune or ill treatment. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. If you here have been a victim of something that is out of your control, it is a terrible thing. And in, and in no way shape or form am I standing here belittling it. But to stay in that is not God's design for your life. He's got better things planned for you. And I will I will go as far as to say as this, as this, as this. everybody, including this little black duck here, has it. Everybody, everybody. Because can I share something personally? There has been a number of things happened throughout my life, both as a child all the way through, and I'm not talking about big sisters picking on little brothers, right? I, I'm talking about some significant yeah, I'm talking about some significant things that I have not shared from the platform here. I'm talking about some things that my family doesn't even know about. Okay? And I'm not going to share that here right now. But the point is this, the point is this. I can talk about, you know, why why did I have to go through being why did I have to go through cancer treatment? Why did I even get that? I felt completely out of control. You know, I was there pumping chemo straight into your through your heart and oh man, it's just like, yeah, well, stick it in. It, it got to that point of, oh, and you know, I had to stay focused on why am I doing this, and I actually have a choice. I could actually sit there and say, no. No. But I know the consequences of it. And I want to say no to that, right? Better to live, right? But now that I stand here cancer-free, praise you, Jesus, and thank you, Lord, right, right, Right? How many times could I continue to play "woe is me, poor is me" in that? Well, I can talk about. Obviously, some of us know about you know business failure. I, I I can talk about "woe is me." Uh, you know, I really should be a, a great TV evangelist, traveling the world, uh, and um, and you know I'm just stuck here. You could be driving a better car too. You could be in a bigger house. You could be doing lots of... What I'm trying to do here is help you recognise that a victim mentality creeps in to every, often every negative experience within our life. It does. And I want to share with you some really great things about it. Not great things about it. Great things that the Bible talks about it. Is that cool? And this is going to go hard and fast because I've literally got two minutes and I might take five. Are you ready? Number one, the Bible doesn't encourage a victim mentality. If anyone had to had a right to adopt a victim mentality and blaming other people for their own unjust suffering it was Jesus himself. And yet according to scripture Jesus didn't adopt any behavior consistent with a victim mentality not once. Instead, in response to his own suffering, he had the mindset of a humble servant. The scripture references uh, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. He endured faithfully as he saw the joy that waited for him on the other side of his resurrection in Hebrews chapter 12. And he actively trusted God throughout the entire ordeal in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 to 23, knowing that there was a purpose behind his suffering. Do you know that you were his purpose behind his suffering? He had you in mind. Not that so you could sit back, so I could sit back and go, woe is me, everyone else is silly, but I must be right. What's at the root of a victim mentality? The old faithful thing. Pride. I am immovable, immovable, and I cannot change. Let me tell you this, that during worship, God was moving upon our heart and drawing us and wooing us closer and closer to say, hey, just do away with You don't need it. I haven't designed you for it. It's holding you down. It's holding you back. Now step up in faith. Experience him in a brand new way. And sometimes that looks like on your knees, raising your voice, raising your hands, being loud, sometimes being quiet. But I would encourage you, if you haven't done any of it, try it. Mm -hmm. Be loud in church. You have permission to. Be quiet in church, you also have permission to do that. Dance in church, you have permission to do that. Oh, but that's just not culturally acceptable in Australian churches. Rubbish, since when? I grew up on dancing in church. It wasn't very good. It was the Pentecostal two-step. Oh, see, I even messed it up then. Listen, listen, we've got to move, folks. Come alive, church. Okay? All right, back to this. Sorry for preaching. Furthermore, he lovingly suffered and bled for those who victimized him. He said, What did Jesus say? He said, Father, forgive them as they're whipping him, as they're nailing into his body and he's experiencing excruciating pain and the weight of the sin and the sickness of this world. He said, Father, forgive them. In Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus is our example. The Bible does not... Encourage a victim mentality. You can talk about it from everything from King David through to Joseph who was sold out by his own brothers. Through You name it. You name it. The Bible is full of stories of people that disallowed themselves to live as a victim. But they stood up and took responsibility. I was chatting with a... Um, with a high school teacher, uh, just yesterday, and a senior high school teacher, and um, and uh, this uh, this teacher uh, is actually the year twelve coordinator of the of not the local school here, one of the other local schools where she lives, and um, <clears throat> and she said what she has noticed that whilst um, in her in her view, you know, the lockdowns were important and and all of that. Uh, and everything that we, everybody experienced throughout all of COVID, she said she believes um, the lockdowns, the price that has been paid in order to lock the community down, the people who have paid for it the most is our now Year 12 students. Because as they experienced Year 9, Year 10, Year 11, and now as they're trying to you know excel in their education as year 12s she said it's it's just it's almost hopeless they haven't developed the study habits they haven't developed the focus now I believe God's going to do something great through there because I think there's other skills that they're developing and are going to develop but the but the truth is this we have all experienced a lockdown and and uh, and, I, and I said to her, look, sometimes life just gets so busy that, you know, it, it's, it's, it might be easy just to think, Gee, you know, I'd love a lo- another lockdown right now because it just, like, means that everything just sort of slows down a bit and, you know, we don't have to go out and you can work from home. And, I mean, I, I've got to admit, I never worked out more. Right, Norma, praise God. This doesn't come easy, Right. <laughs> The truth is this, the truth is this, sometimes it was good, sometimes it's all right to wake up at quarter to nine and and roll on into the office and turn on the uh, uh, computer, do a few emails, oh, is it lunchtime already? Oh, yes, let's, Anna, you know, ham sandwich, thanks. You know, whatever it might, be. I don't treat her like that at all. But you get my point, right? Sometimes it's a little bit easier. Can anybody relate to that? I can But the truth is this you would rather have your rights taken away from you than the responsibility to change your circumstances yourself? See, this is it. This is it. You have power. You just think of the greats of Martin Luther King right through to, you know, what was it? The the power of one in, in South Africa and apartheid. and you, 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 you talk about some of the greats of the revolutionaries that, yes, you might agree or might not agree with their stance. You might agree or might not agree with the way that they went about it. But at least they flipping did something. And friends... God wants you to experience more of him. But if you stay as a victim, you can't because God's calling you up into a higher place, into that place of there's power, there's power, there's power, there's power. And these words just aren't falling at my feet. I pray that these words are going deep into your heart, deep into your mind, so that when that little victim mentality comes along during this week, you're going to be able to swat it like the stupid fly it is. Just put that thing out. No, I am responsible. I have the power. I am empowered by the very Holy Spirit that breathed life and created the earth Created the heavens. The Bible says the spirit hovered over the earth. (sighs) Quick draw McGraw, you ready? The Bible doesn't encourage a victim mentality. Number two, the victim mentality distorts our view of reality. Mm, mm, mm. Now, listen, you know there's a lot of racial things going on. There's a lot of gender things going on. Hey, you've got to be responsible for your own heart and for your own mind in the matter, okay? You cannot distort the view of the reality and the biblical foundation that God has put in place. Now, some of that requires research. Some of that requires understanding. Some of that requires uh, reconciliation, but you cannot stay a victim. That's what we're talking about here. Number three, it blinds us to our own sin and our own need for a saviour. Jesus came not so that you could stay poor, lowly you. He came so that he could lift you up out of wherever you are into a greater place and a superior truth and a superior reality that he has bought with his life for each and every single one of us. Number four, it disempowers us. It actually removes power from us. To stay as a victim, we, we, we are removed as, we, we, we lose power. <laughs> That's what disempower means, right? Yes. Number five, it sucks the joy out of life. Anybody, have you ever met anybody that uh, looks like they've been sucking on a lemon for like 25 years? How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Really? Yeah, why? I've never been happier. Raymond Holt out of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've never been happier. Like, if you don't watch it, you were not going to get it. But it sucks the joy out of life. And guess what? You suck the joy out of everybody's life because you're a victim. That's the truth of it. Hey, it's time to move on. Amen? As Christians, God has given us every spiritual blessing in Christ, Ephesians 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. And so we can be thankful, no matter our earthly circumstances, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, we can rejoice even in our sufferings, knowing that suffering achieves for us and our ultimate end, to be more like Jesus, Romans 5, chapter 3 to 5. Yes, we grieve as we suffer. There are moments of when life is hard. We might be racked with pain as we endure injustice. We might work to end such injustice, but we do this with hope and with love. Not with anger, not with hatred towards those who hurt us. The Bible says turn the other cheek if somebody slaps you in the face. You ready for the last one? Number six. Being a victim damages relationships. See, pride often leads to to being a victim, being unchanged. And then victim leads to to a spirit of rejection because we want to reject people before they reject us. Or we want to reject people because we think that we're unlovable. Let me tell you, we heard last week that love chases out fear, right? Hello? Love goes after fear, gets rid of it, chases it. Not to be fearful anymore. If you're in a relationship with a person having a victim mentality, chances are they won't take responsibility for their actions in relationships. If there's ever tension, it will be your fault. (laughs) If there's conflict, you're the one to blame, not them. They won't be open to being challenged about their sin. Why would they? They're innocent and you're the guilty one. Such a relationship is fraught and full of tension. If you're in a relationship with a person having a victim mentality, they won't be open to being challenged about their sin. Remember what sin is last week? Lawlessness against God. enmity against God. (laughs) This gentleman wrote these words and he said, I quote, Again, I felt this in my politicised upbringing. I felt anger toward people of nationalities who had oppressed Hungarians. And we see this in modern identity politics today. Where the default reaction of victim groups is at anger at those deemed oppressors. No matter what you vote for, what you believe for, adopting a victim mentality is bad for us. And encouraging other people to adopt a victim mentality is bad for them. In fact, to the degree that we encourage victims to adopt a victim mentality, we do them ill. Finish the quote. So there's a better way. God's got a better way. And it starts with this. Entrust your life to God while doing good. That's a one point answer to overcome this. Yes, read your word. Yes, prayer. Yes, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to encounter you in those areas so that He can minister and do the work in your life. But it starts with entrust your life to God and continue doing good. Because as we serve, as we do good, as we press in, guess what? We continue to lead others into freedom as we ourselves continue to walk into freedom. Let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. You are a son and you're a daughter of the living God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you as you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Because the Lord is bringing hope to where you've felt hopeless. Hopeless. The Lord is bringing love to the areas where you felt fear. The Lord is bringing healing to the place of where you've lacked health. And He'll do it in an instant. And He'll set you on a path. And He'll set you on a journey where you live empowered, having faith and having belief. But the Bible says that he works all things together for good. All things, all things. And I stand here today telling you that I know it, that I know it, that I know it. He does work all things. Let's stand and pray. I just believe the Lord is just going to breathe upon you today in a fresh way. I would just invite you to be open. Be open to receive something new from Him today. That it's not lip service. It's a real injection of the Spirit of God. we might pray, fall afresh on me. Holy Spirit, right now, just release the wind of your presence, blow upon our hearts, blow upon our souls, blow upon our minds, Lord, that you would just blow any ounce of a victim mentality, just blow it away in Jesus' name. Lord, that you no longer require or ask for us to stay in that place, Lord, that You are drawing us out, God, right now. Jesus, help us hear Your voice. Help us receive the wind of Your Spirit. And Lord, if there is any attachment from the enemy that has its talons in our heart, that have sowed seeds of of doubt and lies into our life right now. We break it in the Name of Jesus. And Lord, where it has come down through nationalities or generations or, or whatever the source is, and no matter how long it's been there, Lord, I ask Father that You do a quick work in Jesus' Name. That Lord, this is a miracle moment, that this is a time of great encounter with You, Jesus, because you love us you have poured out your life for us and Lord I just speak at John ten ten, life and life abundantly that you have positioned us to be above only and not beneath that we are the head and not the tail that you are pouring out your spirit all around the earth here today Lord let it start with us let it be in our hearts Lord touch our heart touch our mind and touch our lives Lord we thank you for the power of your Spirit here in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. If you've got faith in you, just give Him a praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we shout in victory. Come on, if you've never shouted in church before this is the time to do it. If you've never danced in church before, this is the time to do it because Lord, you are moving, God. We thank you for the power of your Spirit, oh Lord. We rejoice in your goodness, oh Lord. Lord, we just don't pay at lip service, but we enter into every good thing that you have for us, Lord, because your Word says that every good and perfect thing comes from you, God. Lord, we recognise you are you as our source we recognize you as our saviour Jesus we need you more and more more and more take us from where we are where we've been into Lord the place that you have prepared for us God we just thank you right now for the nature of your spirit right now Lord I just get a sense that the Lord is healing heart disease right now. Just so whatever heart condition you might have that affects your heart, just place your hand on it and in faith command your heart to be healed in the name of Jesus. Hearts be healed in the name of Jesus. Hearts be healed in the name of Jesus. Even now, it's physical and it's spiritual and it's emotional. Hearts be healed in the name of Jesus right now. Ah, Thank you, Lord, that you empower us and you you have placed us in this, God. We rejoice in who you are and we rejoice in whose we are in Jesus' name. Wow.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your
0: story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We'll all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.